Yo, what up? This your boy Trav Beasy in this thing, aka Motivate. And you got your girl here, Mo underscore town. <laughs> Wait, that's for the end. But you know, Mo. It's your girl Mo in this thing, <laughs> though. The beautiful, the wonderful, the amazing, the 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 the. Oh, he can't think of no more compliments. But I'm here for all of them. I'm here for all of them. What up, though, Mo? Nothing much. Um, just want to start off by once again telling the people thank you for tuning in. Shout out to y'all. Thank y'all for being consistent and thank y'all for just fucking with us. Yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah. got some super special stuff in store for y'all. I'm so excited for Travis to tell you about it later on. Yeah, later on. We're going to get into yeah. all of that. We got some new <laughs> listeners this week, seems like. So shout out to y'all for tuning in. Um, I actually sent the podcast to a few people, and they were like, oh, yeah, it's really dope. So, um, welcome aboard. And welcome, welcome, welcome. Buckle up, because, you know, we try to take this thing for a ride every week. So, today, well, what you been up to? Let's get into that first. How your week been? What's up? You know, you been Woo! all right? It has been a week. <laughs> yo, I actually felt most energy this week. I was like, yo... Something different about her vibe. Like, something must be going on, but I ain't want to bother her about it, but... So, um, as I recently stated on other podcasts, I just got certified to run my own lab. This week has been the first week that I've been thrown in the lion den <laughs> with running my own lab. And, of course, the first day, Monday morning, that I'm supposed to be all alone and by myself and holding it down, my car breaks down. Mm. And one thing about running the lab is it's federal regulations. So if your car break down and you still the person that's got to do the test, you got to come do them tests. Like, so basically I ended up working like a 12 hour day, Monday, Tuesday. I was just still Ooh. playing catch up for Monday, Wednesday. I was playing catch up for Tuesday. That always sucks having to play catch up. Yeah. So like I, I was just getting back to myself and even able to really engage with you you guys on social media and just talk to you guys about the podcast or post the podcast or anything like that that really just happened the later end of the week like thursday and friday so but i'm glad that i made it through the week i'm glad everything went successfully i actually went to um the Wiz Khalifa concert oh nice y'all did do that this week i, I was see so i didn't even know if y'all went because I was so tired. I was like sleep at the concert. Oh man! It was Tuesday, so yeah. like Monday had just. Kind I told of been y'all that yesterday. Day. Tuesday at five. What yeah, is that? it probably didn't start till like. Six we got there something. at like six. Oh, okay. Uh, well, probably like six thirty or seven, and we had probably missed most of Money Bag Yo's set, mm. which I was kind of sad about because I was really wanting to see him. I, none of us stayed to see Wiz. For real? Yeah. So who all they had on the lineup? So they had Moneybag Yo, Playboy Cardi, oh, okay, um, French Montana, and oh, so Wiz, Wiz didn't Khalifa. come out to like nine, maybe. He probably came out at like eight. Or, okay, but yeah. it started at five. So yeah, exactly. So, but um, was it a lot of people there? Not really. Um, okay. Most people had really just bought lawn seats and was just like out on the line listening to music and drinking. 
everybody had their little vapes out there. I yeah. know every, it seemed like everybody was feeling good, and that's why I was I was kind of glad because it was chill vibes. Because I was literally out there on my blanket, like we brought blankets. Yeah, and I was just like snoozing and cruising, like. But that's pretty much what my glad you week. made it through the week. Oh. You text me yesterday, I could feel like, okay, Mo back at it, you know what I'm saying? This weekend was crazy, too. Just, uh, we had, like, a little mini pool party. Super I saw that fun. on the th- I'm like, yo, Super I'm, I'm out of town, and they turning up. But it was 4th of July, so yeah. I figured y'all had something going on. That's pretty much all I had going on this past week. What about you, Trav? So, this weekend, um, I actually went to the Essence Festival, which was really lit. lit. Yeah, Yo, first of all... New Orleans is, like, super lit. I mean, it's just Was like, that your first time? This was my first time in New Orleans, and it was my first time in Essence. I I went to New Orleans once. My group, we performed in Baton Rouge, and we stopped in New Orleans to grab some food. Um, and we kind of walked around a little bit, but it wasn't, like, a The turn, full experience. You know what I'm saying? So, I, I love New, New Orleans. Orleans, like, twice a year. Yeah, so New like, Orleans is where it's at, yo. And then the Essence Festival. First, I'm going to say to all... My fellas, if you're single, you might want to make your way to Essence next year because it's a bunch of beautiful black women out there just lit, looking to just have a good time. Honestly, you know what I'm saying? I couldn't really, you know, be in all of that. But, hey, it was out there. You know what I'm saying? And Essence was a great festival. I think it's really amazing that, and it was their 25th anniversary, and it's super dope that they've been able to have that for 25 years and it not be like no chaotic situations. No drama. Um, no drama, none of that. It's a bunch of beautiful black women that are coming there to embrace, you know what I'm saying, themselves, uh, inspire each other, and just have a good time. So the concerts, were they were a little boring because they have like commercial breaks kind of in between. It's like you're just sitting there, but the concerts was really dope. Uh, Friday, I think Lettucey, Major... Luke James was there. They did a tribute to Patti LaBelle. They had like a Caribbean International. Estelle did like a Caribbean International uh, Soka vibe. And Wayne Wonder came out that mug. I was like, oh, 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 oh. I was lit in that mug. He came out. So that was dope. Uh, Wale came out. Who else they had that Friday night? Uh, Ricky Bobby. Um, New Edition. Uh, Ricky Bobby, Ronnie, and Mike. Yo, they did their thing. That was super dope. And I hope I ain't forgetting nobody, but if I am, it is what it oh, is. Oh, well. Right. I can Google this stuff. You know what I'm saying? And then Saturday, um, and we actually went to the convention center for all the stuff. So they had just had a bunch of vendors out there. They had different people on stage. There was a lot of celebrities out there. Um, did you happen to see the podcast, The Read? I there? did. I did. That's and I, I thought about you. you. Yeah. <laughs> when I saw it, I was telling Kier, I was like, yo. Morgan just told me about them. Uh, they actually had a booth there. I was thinking about me. You on there? Like, all right, I'm on to something here <laughs> now. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but that was actually dope to see them out there, man. Shout out to them. Uh, obviously, they doing something right. But I remember when you told me about them. But yeah, the convention center was super dope experience out there. We actually had VIP tickets. So being in the VIP lounge, if you follow me on IG, you see I took a picture with Dapper Dan. He was in the VIP lounge. That was super dope meeting him. Uh, he was mad chill. Like he was just in there chilling. You he know said what I'm saying? He's for us. Yeah, he's for he the is. Community. I can honestly say that. Like he wasn't like even the people that was around him. You know what I'm saying? They were just super cool. They weren't like, oh no, no, no. It was just super good vibes, man. And then the concert Saturday night. Uh, Mary J. Blige headlined it, so that was super dope. After seeing her on the BT Awards, like being able to experience that live, Nas performed. Uh, Michelle Obama, uh, she actually was one of the speakers. The yes, yes, yes. And this is the first time they had like a speaker there versus just performances. So 
she definitely did. She did an interview with Gail King. Uh, so that was super dope just to see that. Um, and shout out to the the designer that made the jumpsuit that she had on. It's actually from my hometown. So shout out to Sergio Hudson. I've been seeing uh, him post a lot of things on uh, Facebook this week. So that was super dope. Music Soul Child opened up the concert, which was I dope. I love him. Oh, like, man. I still listen to his music and every day. I think, like, what happened? Yeah. I, I, I think he definitely didn't get the credit that he needed. Because he's the uh, GOAT. Man, listen. Music Soul Child is the GOAT. You know what I'm saying? So, we actually was walking dun, in dun, when he dun, was dun, like, Okay, okay. Yeah. All right, yeah, we're going to get into that. You know, me and Moby up in here singing, though. Don't get it twisted. Uh, Her perform. So, I'm, like, a huge her fan. I just think she's so fucking talented, man. She plays everything. She sings. And she's a beautiful girl. So, Essence Festival, man, was lit. Um, Super lit. I had a great time. Uh, We was kicking it at the Ritz with the folks that we were with. And it was a lot of celebrities there. Like, Al Sharpton was just in there chilling. In the lounge. Uncle Al. Uh, you know, Uncle Al. Uncle Al. Uh, I saw Carly Red. She, you know, she look good. I ain't gonna lie. Carly. <laughs> <laughs> You'll uh, hit. Look, yeah, <laughs> I hit, I hit. Uh, MC Light was there, but, you know, they she ain't always the most friendliest person when you see her. Um, and there was some a lot of other celebrities were there. So, Essence was super dope. That's how I started my week. But I started a new venture this week, once I got back, um, I don't really want to get into the details of this venture, but you guys will hear all about it in the future. But it's been kicking my ass, I will say. But that. just know, I'm proud of my boy Trav hey, for, for man, making a leap of that. faith right now. And that's what it is, man. Just trying to better myself as a person. Uh, but it's been kicking my ass, I will say. Um, definitely ain't nothing to play with, but I'm looking forward to the rewards that's going to come out of that. So that's basically been my week. And with that being said... That goes into my motivation, you know what I'm saying? A year ago today, well, a year ago this month in general, I had just, my my group, we disbanded or whatever, we broke up, and I don't think none of us was necessarily, necessarily expecting that. So, uh, I'm I'm big on stability, um, and of course, any aspiring artist knows that there's a, a lot of sacrifices that you have to make with working towards being in the, <laughs> being in the music industry, and... With some of those sacrifices, it requires you to be broke. It may be, it may require you to sleep on people's couches, and it just requires a lot of just sacrifices, man. That that makes me uncomfortable as a man because I'm big on stability. Uh, so I was really unstable coming out of that phase of life. So I literally was in a place. Um, of course, depression started creeping up, and things just things just get hard when you don't see. A future for yourself but it took me to just buckle down grind it out um, grind my ass out really like for real for real and that's my encouragement to anybody sometimes you have to stick in certain situations you just kind of have to stick it out for a while in order to come out on top because now I'm in a totally different position than I was a year ago and of course it's all God um, but I'm just grateful for it because I didn't know if I would land on my feet or not. Shout out to the people that I surround myself with that's constantly, you know, motivating me, um, encouraging me to just keep pushing and keep grinding and stick with it. I definitely wanted to quit my job a lot. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, I ain't with it. Um, but you got bills and stuff to pay, so you can't just quit and you can't just sometimes you just got to hey, 
stay where you at until you can make moves to get somewhere else. So that's my motivation for the week. You know what I'm saying? So y'all just trust the process. That's basically what it is. Y'all trust the process. I feel you because every day my alarm go off at 430 I'd be like, no, oh, I mm. contemplate my job every morning. Should I? Should I? Should, Do I, I really need this? <laughs> Do I really? But listen, yes, you need it. Like, is there something better out there? I mean, of course, there is something better out there, but. You can still get something better and take your behind the work today. You feel me? You can do both at the same time now. Because when the first hit, that's when all of those thoughts are going to start like hunting you. Like, all right, you remember that night? That morning you woke up and didn't want to go to work. So, yeah, trust the process, y'all. I know it get hard. You know, we all millennials out here in these streets. And it ain't easy. It ain't It ain't easy for you. It ain't easy for me. It ain't easy for Mo. It ain't easy for my homies. Who Let me tell y'all something real quick. I just kind of felt like Give I was. Give it to them. Give it to over. <laughs> so I worked a little bit on 4th of July thinking, you know, make some little extra money. I worked like half a day. They ain't do you like that. I got my check. Mm-mm. And because that extra like time and a half bumped me up to like a different tax bracket. Oh, man. So my check was actually $10 less. <laughs> what it would have been Oh man I, <laughs> Mo, They did you dirty dirty yo I was so sad But probably if I would have worked like the whole 8 hour day oh, or something On 4th of July It, it would have gave me like $150 $200 difference on my check But because I worked half a day The taxes just ate Ate that little 4 hours wow. up And I was kind of sad about Welcome that Welcome to but. America the first time I learned about this tax bracket thing is when I got my full time job and I filed my taxes, and they was like, "Well, you owe." Wait, what? Oh, you in a different tax bracket, brother? And I was like, "Oh man, yo!" So I see why people don't even file taxes and why people please file your taxes. <laughs> please do though. I will say real quick on They're that. Get you on that. So um, I listened to um, Brilliant Idiots podcast mm-hmm. the other day with Andrew Schultz and, and Charlemagne. And um, he had a guy on there. I can't recall his name right now, but this is a pretty recent episode. I think it's called Win a Milli, Lose a Milli or something like that. Mm-hmm. Gain a Milli, Lose a Milli. That's the name of the episode. But they had a guy on there who basically made a million dollars and lost a million dollars five times. Mm. Like dead broke to zero. Oh, man. And like one of those significant times was him not paying taxes and... He said he never voted, and one of his friends was running for office, so he voted. And right after he, like, put all his information in for voting, boom, the IRS, like, sent, oh, sent him some mail. Oh, man, Uncle Tom coming for that ass. Yeah, so pay your taxes. You don't want to be a millionaire and then having to pay $2.2 million in taxes. Yeah. And you don't even have a whole two point two, and you're having to settle out for what you do have just not to go to jail. But anywho, with all that being said, I do want to give just a little disclaimer here. I know we're usually just all fun and games all the time, right, you know, right. with a little motivation on the side. But today, I I want to say our episode is going to be a little bit more serious. Yeah. Of course, we're still going to bring jokes and laughs, but it is going to be about a little bit more serious of a topic, something that people dance around, tiptoe right. around. And I actually had in my notes to say the same thing, like... Um, I know we are, we don't know who listens to this, 
so no offense to anybody. Uh, we don't intend to offend anybody. But at the end of the day, this is our culture. You know what I'm saying? This is our opinion that we choose to share. And it is what it is. I mean, we've been dealing with it for years. So it's only right that we, you know, just kind of shed light on that. So, but before we get into all of that, um, there are a few things that's been going on in social media that we wanted to just kind of talk about. Um, one of the things you want to talk about, uh, oh girl, first. Oh yeah, we could definitely start off with the lightest of the light. My this girl, has nothing to do with the topic though. It's just my girl April Jones. Y'all, please pray for her. Because I don't know whether it's the alcohol or the booger sugar or a combination of both. But my girl has really been wilding. Like, if you don't know who April Jones is, that is the baby mother of Omarion. She um, did birth two of his kids. They look just like beautiful kids. She's a beautiful woman. But now that her and Omarion are not together, she has just really been wilding. And basically, it started off with her on Instagram, and this is explicit content, guys. Anyone that's ever been around me, the game, I fucked the game, okay? You know what happened to the game? He's right here. He texted me today. Happy Mother's Day. I fucked your pussy. Slurp it again. That's what the game said, okay? Next. Here, the game texts me all the time. Bitches love him, and that nigga texts me. He loves me. He respects me drew little fizz i love you happy mother's day i respect you fucking shiggy show fucking nate robinson fucking paul pierce fucking k durant fucking anybody Shaq, shaquille o'neal like y'all so mad y'all so mad it's okay it's okay it's okay guys it's okay for people to reach out and just, yes, I'm a celebrity because Omarion fucked this pussy and I had two kids by him and now Little Fizz wants to fuck this pussy and because I'm a celebrity and because the gang wants to fuck this pussy and because ASAP wants to fuck this pussy and because all these guys love this fat squat. Girl, if you don't shut up, <laughs> right? Man. You sound like a hoe. You sound stupid. You're losing all of your respect from people who yeah, did respect man, you as crazy, a woman. Man. She looked too good. For and that. then you're clout chasing. So, oh, ASAP wants to fuck this fat girl. Bye. Like celebrities will deal with you because you are a beautiful, right. beautiful woman. And now people aren't going to want to deal with you just because of how you um, holding yourself up and carrying yourself. And on top of that, you got two kids. And once you put something on the internet... I think that's the biggest thing, man. You, it's she, there forever. Yeah, man. She got to think about the kids. Do you so. want your little girl thinking, oh, somebody wants to fuck my mommy's fat pussy? Like, no, mm. that's gross. And kids are watching stuff like that Right, they're watching that day. now. It's not when they it's get older. It's not when they get older. Yeah. Like, that just that just put a bad taste in my mouth. And I'm the type of person that used to be thirsty over her on Instagram. Yeah. Like, she and a baddie for sure. No. She's definitely a baddie. But that just goes to say how people's actions can really, like... They do anything for clout. 
it just put a bad taste in my mouth and she not even that fine to me no more after this whole video and now she's on black ink crew talking about how people think that her and ryan have had relations and she was like oh i tell them that we haven't had sex yet like stop you're too beautiful to keep putting yourself out there like that like come on come on sweetie less is more and now i'm like oh marion mama seen that junk from the beginning because yeah. she was not she was not fucking with april <laughs> and now i'm like okay she probably was showing all these kind of like clout chasing traits early on right right and now it's finally just catching up but i just had to speak on that because that junk disappointed it, it broke my heart slick yeah yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I wasn't feeling the video at all. But that's one of the things in the social media streets. If you also follow and you see that ASAP Rocky is locked up in Sweden, yo, on some crazy stuff. Um, if you saw the video, he actually tried as much as possible to avoid this whole altercation. Like, he literally was walking away. They were following him. And now he's just, he's in jail for, uh, for beating up the guy. He actually slung the shit out of this nigga. Like, he threw this nigga across the street. Um, but he's in jail in Sweden, and apparently it's just, like, terrible conditions. He's in solitary confinement, but um, the water is nasty. Um, it's, like, feces everywhere. Like, he's only eating, like, an apple a day, I think. Um, but he's also gotten some backlash um, for that. And people are saying that they hope that while he's there that he's reminded of you know, who he is, and despite how he feels or, you know, his uh, his opinion on our culture or what he thinks, because a few years, and granted, this was four years ago, so people can evolve, evolve, you know, yeah. people can evolve, you know, I don't believe in holding people to who they are a year ago, for that matter, because I'm not the same person I was a year ago, and that's just being real. I, Facts. I actually try to evaluate myself on a daily basis if we're being honest <laughs> i mean i change on a daily basis but in situations where my integrity or my character is compromised i at least try to evaluate what i could have done differently you know what i'm saying but four years ago he said why because i'm black and i quote this i'm reading this this is exactly what he said why because i'm black so every time something happens because i'm black i gotta stand up what the fuck am I, Al Sharpton now? I'm ASAP Rocky. I did not sign up to be no political activist. I don't want to talk about no fucking Ferguson and shit because I don't live over there. I live in fucking Soho and Beverly Hills. I can't relate. I'm in the studio. I'm in these fashion studios. I'm in these bitches' drawers. <laughs> drawers. Okay. I'm not doing anything outside of that. That's my life. Um, and this situation clearly shows that Bruh, you can live wherever. They don't care nothing about that in another country. You know what I'm saying? And and honestly, they don't care nothing about that in this country. You've just don't. been fortunate exactly. enough to have gotten drawn the right cars. And that's kind of how I feel about the situation. I feel really bad for ASAP mm -hmm. and all of that. But I see everybody like, call Jay-Z. Call this person. Call Kim Kardashian. But I'm just like, not that he should just ride it out or nothing, but... I also feel bad because of the conditions of where he is, you know? I don't care. And I'm an ASAP Rocky fan. Like, mm -hmm. I, this year, I have seen him in concert. Like, literally. So, um, but my thing is, I'm not going to rally for somebody that wouldn't rally for me. Facts. And I agree with that. And I can I love you. I can, I can be a fan of your music. 
all of that stuff. But at the same time, you reap what you sow. That's real. Not that it's right. And not that I even want him to be in that situation. Right, right, right. But things happen for a reason. I totally, I totally believe that. And I hope he does get out and I hope he gets out soon. But you just have to remember if this was anybody else, he'd be in Beverly Hills in Soho. And he's even said that he don't like black girls or the same kind of thing like Chris Brown was saying. Yeah. Like, oh, if they are yeah, black, they got to be, be careful with that kind of stuff, man. Even if you feel that way, you can't publicize it, man, because at the end of the day, these people going to go to bat for you when it's time. You know what I mean? These are the people that's going, these are the people that's buying your tickets. Um, and granted, you know, this is kind of get into even the next topic that um, we going to just kind of talk about today. But um, you, you got anything else specifically with the ASAP? Well, just, just with the ASAP, y'all think think twice, you know, just about how hard you go for others. And that's and that's in life, period, because I'm even to the point where on Instagram, like I'm really not nobody fan. Right, right. I agree. Especially not nobody in my city. Like, if if I can't get the respect, you can't follow me and interact with Real me. Real talk. Them people don't care about you at the end of the day. They, they want your money. You know what I'm saying? That's that's really all they want. And we got to learn to support the ones that's supporting us. You know and what that's, I'm saying? And that's the problem. Y'all can go to bat for anybody that's famous that wouldn't go to bat for you. But your brother or your sister. You'll leave them hanging. You'll you know? leave them hanging. That's real. And that's all I want to say about that. And we got to learn to do better with that as a culture. For real, for real. Like We have to learn to lift each other up more, support each other more within your circles, within your cities, within your hometowns. The other topic that has been kind of going on in social media is there's a festival um, in Detroit. It's called the Afro Future Fest in Detroit. And they discounted tickets for people of color because why not? I mean, so it was $20 for white people people and 10 for black people. Um, and a lot of people disagree with it. And I, I can't say that I disagree with it only because it's a, it's an Afro future fest. And to be honest, white people been getting discounts forever. You know what I'm saying? Like we, we get the short end of the stick as African-Americans already, you know what I'm saying, as people of color already, not even necessarily just African-Americans, you know what I'm saying, as people of color in general, but, you know, all types of races. I mean, a lot of things are different for white people than black people, and it takes white people a hard time to really believe and grasp that for whatever reason. Of course, you know, they're raised to believe certain things, but I don't disagree with them doing it. I mean, it, like, it is what it is. Yeah, if, if your mama tells you the color yellow is blue all your life, then you're going to you, believe you it. You learn to think when you see yellow that it's blue. So it's just important that we do have real conversations about these things about these things and it's not to offend anyone and it's not to make anyone feel like they're a horrible person or we can't be friends because i'm cool with white people i actually i rock with white i i have white people that i genuinely rock with you know what i'm saying that may not be that doesn't that don't treat me any different um and i was listening to the breakfast club the other morning um and they were actually talking about this and Charlemagne made a great point. He said that white people really kind of, 
you know, made hip hop culture what it was because they were the only ones that could afford that kind of stuff. Right. You know what I'm saying? Black people weren't able to buy these tickets or get the back. If they buying tickets, we in the nosebleeds. You know what I'm saying? Right. We're not able to get the meet and greet tickets. Why not get a discount for, you know what I'm saying, a little a festival? It's $10 difference. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we've been struggling to, we underpaid, overworked as African Americans and people of color. So, I'm all for it. I mean, and that goes to like with Dapper Dan, um, right? He on was on, a, yeah, he was on a Breakfast Club like, today. Charlamagne wasn't really understanding why he wasn't making stuff that for the for yeah. the African American community for our culture, and he made a great point with that. He was just like, "Yo, what he was he basically said." He doesn't care if black people could ever afford to buy right. his clothes because guess what? These Chinese people, these people, these white regardless. people, they're going to pay for it. And what we're going to experience from Dapper Dan is having him in our community and in our culture. We're able to access him. We're able to touch him. Right. We're able to feed off of his actual knowledge while these white people or Chinese people or whoever people that can afford this stuff is funding this money to him to put back into the community for us. Exactly. That's his plan. <clears throat> and now out with his own thing. we keep catering to each other and we're not supporting each other. So our stuff isn't going far. Right. And that's the thing. That's that's the point that he made. Like he's not trying. He's intentionally not trying to cater to just this community because just like we just like Mo just said, we don't support each other. You know what I'm saying? We don't uplift each other in the community. So he's he's focused on the international money, bringing it back. But that doesn't stop him from getting his international money. Like he said, that was the uh, the shortest, the most uh, bootleg who had boycott. The most non-efficient boycott, boycott that, when that. we tried to boycott Gucci. And we do that on a regular as, you know, our culture does that on a regular. We follow. We, you know what I'm saying? We go with trends versus actually standing for things, which affects the progression of everything that we got going on because... And which, I'm not going to totally fault us because half the times we are setting these trends. For Most, sure. Not half the time, 90% of the time we are setting these trends. So when we see these high fashion houses and stuff like this, you know, doing it, we we want to buy it. It's limited. We want to be luxury. We want to Facts. have... And that's another thing with us that has to kind of come to an end. We can't always want to have more than our brother right. or our sister. Or if we do have more than them, we need to be teaching them how to have more with us. You, you meet somebody, they don't even want to tell you how they got their job. Real talk. People Black be, people, we don't talk about credit. <laughs> we really don't. We don't talk about none of that stuff. Because it's, it's like, like, I want you to be out. great. I just don't want you to be better, better than, than me. me. You know what I'm saying? Which is sad. Uh, because what we don't realize is white people can't grasp the concept of why we feel the way we feel. And we got a clip, too, that we want y'all to just kind of listen to. We're going to play this clip and you guys will get an idea of how they process things. Sorry, but why am I offended? White America has to ask themselves that question. But don't get mad at me 
for speaking about the truth of the system. You're talking like history, bro. I've been in handcuffs. I've been in the back of police cars because of my skin color. Dude, I've never had to deal with that in my life. Not one time in my life. And I've had to deal with it every day of my life. And that's the difference. Clearly, these people don't understand everything we go through on a daily basis. Everyday struggles. You know and what I'm saying? it doesn't seem like that big of a deal because... Our generation now, we... We've gotten so accustomed to it. I mean, it happens so regularly that it's easy to just brush it off. Like, it's almost like problems in life. Like, bullshit happens to you every week at least once or twice. And it's almost like, oh, I I just got to get through it because it happens. You know what I'm saying? So, I think it's so crazy how there are certain white people because you do have some that will, you know... Address it. That will address it. I'll give them that. But... Matter of fact, the girl who was yeah. said is not chill. She is she, a right, white, she white, or maybe not black. Definitely not. Right, black. right. <laughs> she haven't, you know, fairer skin tone. Exactly. So I think it's so sad that what and what's funny is right. I'll say I'll give it three years ago. I used to be on this whole. Oh, we just can't. We can't separate them because, you know, we're all people. It's like I was still kind of adjust, but I first experienced racism firsthand. You know what I'm saying? Even on my job at work, like it's very political and it's very, I mean, it's set up for white people. Like you come in and we're not treated the same. You know, that's why, you know, what the, your wages and what you make is very discreet because nine times out of 10, these people are making Way more than, you know what I'm saying, what we're making. And I, I just think, man, it's so sad that we still living in that. But I can commend us as black people because, yo, we will make some shit happen. For real, for real. You know what I'm saying? It, it's it's amazing to me how, you know what I'm saying, they, they get everything from us, to be honest. Like, they copy us. Like, any white, any successful white person learn the shit from black people. You know what I'm saying? And... Wow, yo, that clip, I would have hit that bit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel you, but I do I do at the same time understand where the guy was coming from because like like I was saying earlier, he's he was raised to think it it isn't no different. Right. I and mean he probably yeah, feel it's not like his fault. Yeah, he probably feel like, gosh, when they want to make me feel bad, they sure do know how to complain about how the white people are over the black. But I don't people. know. No, he old enough to. Uh, uh-uh, uh. Uh-uh. He old enough to know what's going. You know that. Right. Yeah. It's diff- it's so many cultures and so many different things that go on just in the United States. Yeah. Like, in specific cities, you know, what I'm saying some cities literally have no black people. They only think that it's white people in that in the world. Because they haven't been outside. There are certain white people that haven't been outside of their cities that... It's some super country-ass cities that, you know, these white folks ain't left their city. So, they don't even know, like, you know, half yeah. of them ain't on social media and stuff. So, they don't even know that black people exist. It's like when you see them, we're like aliens and we're like foreign to them. Not realizing it's the other way around. We run this shit. Exactly. And, and I do want to just go ahead and say this. Also, just personally, I don't want to make it seem like I'm just biased for black people because at the same time, I would not be here if it wasn't for white people. My dad is actually mixed. Um, His mom is white and his dad is black. But in the 60s, that wasn't okay. Right. So as much as my grandmother and grandfather probably loved each other, 
they had to put my dad up for adoption because that white girl's family was not about to wow, raise man, a black that baby. Is sad. And now I feel like if that was to happen today, people, white and black people, can stand up for their love and go against their families or whatever they need to do because it's so much support in 2019. Yeah. That you can do what you do. You you can love who you love. You can be with who you want to be with. You you don't have to conform to any restrictions and I'm so thankful for that growth but with that growth now it's just the undermining more subconscious actions right that get put out even though it may be something that a white person might not think twice about before saying it or doing it it's the first thing we notice yeah. you're being disrespectful to us yeah for sure it's but, almost like because we expect it you yeah. know what I'm saying out of them too um, and, and funny you bring that story up because I, there was someone on Red Table Talk, uh, Kristen Davis, I think, um, and she adopted two black kids. And, of course, people had, you know, their opinions on that um, because you can adopt them, but you can't adopt our culture. And I, I think that's a great point because... At the end of the day, um, I think that that were that were at one time there was like a a phase that like white people were going through. Like, oh they, no, it's still going on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, they adopt these because it, it's they almost believe like, oh, this could be my next football star, or this could be my next, you know, entertainer, or this could be my next. I don't necessarily, um, which it can be that, but I think it's more so of this is like getting a Yorkie or a French bulldog, the hottest accessory to show that you have made it is to get a kid wow, from a different culture. That makes sense. Though. Like a handbag. That's a Chanel bag. Wow. That shit is crazy. It man. is. And I know this is still going on because my aunt, she works in the foster care system. Mm-hmm. And the mixed boys, people will try to the mixed black boys, the light skinned black boys, you know, stuff like that. They will try to go under the table with caseworkers and social workers and buy them out of foster care. What? When they might just want one of them and not two of them. And then they'll be separating brothers or sisters or, you know, but it leaves all the Mexicans. It leaves all the fully black, dark skinned black people Mm -hmm. left in the system. And we should not be adopting Kids, nobody should be adopting kids based on what they look like. Right, right. And it's a, it's a sick world. And it's I, a sick world. And I know it's sick know. because I was telling Travis earlier when I was little, four, five, six, playing with my friends, I would say, when I get older, I'm going to marry a white man. Yeah. Because we're going to have beautiful kids with beautiful hair. And now that I'm 26 <laughs> and living in the. In America, bullshit that we live in. I'm like, I want my child to be so as close as their roots that they can be because it's going to make so much character out of them. Yeah, it is. And and make me so proud and them so proud. They might not understand, you know, why they have disadvantages while they're young, but those disadvantages is what's going to make them know how to work hard, what's going to make them know how to be strong. And not not discrediting any anybody else, 
But that's just how my mind is set right now. Um, and it's not, and I don't I don't think it's discrediting anybody else um, because that's your experience. That's your opinion. You know what I'm saying? Uh, my my girlfriend's daughter goes to a white school and she went to hang out with her friends and she came back home and some of the things that she mentioned you know it made us really realize like wow um i think it's sad how they put these thoughts into the children's mind like as children they don't see color you know what i'm saying it's it's Um, the standard of beauty yeah exactly so she came back like oh you know i want my hair why, why my hair isn't straight or you know asking questions like that and I think it's important for us as black people to, you know, remind our children of how beautiful they are um, and how how important it is to embrace themselves and embrace our culture. And stop slapping these perms in these babies' heads. Yeah, let them. And yeah. pressing it out all the time. Let them embrace their culture. I mean, your baby might not have the best hair, but it's right. something that you can do to your child's natural hair. No shade. <laughs> to like, your nappy head. <laughs> I'm dying over here. Like, they need to go watch Napoli Ever After or something. You know what I'm saying? Which is a good movie to, you know, allow young girls to really embrace, you know, where they are. Uh, Mo, I think you asked a question. Uh, not your question that was on IG, but I saw it on Twitter that you asked. Something about interracial... Um, marriages. Interracial marriages. So, I basically asked my Twitter followers, would they marry outside of their race? Of course, most black men said yes. And most black women said no. The one girl who did say yes, that did say yes, she was like, well, that's because I don't feel valued by black men. Wow. And that's me personally. I'll give you guys my answer. I would not marry outside my race. With that being said, I do believe that people should be able to marry whoever they want to marry. I believe that, And I love white people. And even though they do crazy stuff, an individual white person that's my friend has nothing to do with that. As long as they're being their best person and, and loving me for me, I can love them for them. No matter, you know, what the different dynamics are, as long as we're able to effectively communicate with each other and realize and understand and grow from where each other's point of view is coming from. Right. But my reasoning for only wanting to marry a black man is solely because I see what black men go through on a daily basis and everyone sees it. All you have to do is turn on the news and you see it. And I just feel like it would just make me so proud to build with somebody who is oppressed with both of us being oppressed humans in this in this society and make it and have more grow and build more than the average person period white black chinese whatever whatever grow to have more and overcome with with somebody of my same race i feel like that's a beautiful thing that i want to see in my life now I get it. Black people be saying we nagging and all of this. Black women are this. We mad. We in the grocery store looking mad. I don't know. (laughs) But I feel like black women are the most attacked group of people in America. Period. I can see that. Um, I actually dated a white girl. And I'm too old to be trying stuff out now. So, 
it, yeah, that ain't about to be going down. But I will say that it's different. You know what I'm saying? Uh, some of the things that affected her were things to me like, yo, that is like, it wasn't even a big deal to me. So it was hard for me to sympathize with her. Like I remember one time she was like crying, like hard down crying or something. And I was thinking to myself like, yo, I can barely pay my damn rent. And you crying about this, you know what I'm saying? You crying about, you know, little things or whatever. So I think that me personally, I want to marry a black woman just because of, I love our culture, you know, I ain't even going to lie. And I want my kids to, you know, be growing up, I felt the same way you did. You want mixed kids. It's like you want them to have, oh, you want them to have good hair. You want them this and that. Um, I think we say that kind of stuff out of ignorance, you know what I'm saying? Um, just not knowing. And now, yeah, you're not about to tell me that. Yo, I love black people. I love our culture. I love nappy hair and all. You know, Y'all nappy can see Travis beard. Nappy, nappy. <laughs> it's nappy. My beard, nigga. My head is nappy. You know what I'm saying? But I love this shit. You know what I'm saying? Because it's it makes us who we are. Like I love the fact that. Universal, some things are just is what it is. Like, I was thinking about the term, like, I, right. you know what I'm saying? That can be used in a lot of terms. Like, all right, now, I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> it can be like, all right, then, now, all right, I see you, I see you. It can be like, all right. Uh, you know what I'm saying? It can be just, you know, it is what it is. And that, that, there are things that are just universal in our culture. Like, I was listening to my niece one time and was like, yo, how are all black people, how do we experience the same thing? Like, that's our culture. Like, you know, it's natural for us to go to, to grandma's house on Sundays and she got soul food laid out. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, there are certain things that all black people do. You know, you leaving a cookout, you talk, you put the jacket on. You wrap something up in aluminum You wrap foil. something up in foil. You take plates to and go. And you don't say aluminum. You, you Aluminum four. Aluminum four, you know what I'm saying? And then you never really leave. You're talking on the way out. You get in the car, you let the window down, you're still talking. You got to say bye six times. Six times. Minimum. You feel me? And I just love black people, man. I just, I I just, I love this shit, man. So I wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah. Um, Once again, I super, I've never been in a situation. I think I've talked to one white guy. He was a super nice person or whatever, but not to say, and I, I mean that I won't ever eat my words because I, I do believe love is very fluid. And sometimes when you're in different settings, like say I went to Stanford, I would have been around whites and Indians and stuff like that. I could be in a study group and vibe with a whole Indian person. That's real. And that'd be my husband. All I'm saying is, if it's organic and it's true love, you know, let it be. Let it ride. Right. Don't care what nobody have to say or nobody's personal opinions. But what I do surround myself... First of all, I'm in Atlanta. Right. Atlanta is black. It's black. As hell. Everywhere I and go. And I love that, though. Atlanta is so Southern. Like, Atlanta is... is Atlanta is a great representation of our culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can go into the... Uh, airport, you gonna have black women. Chicken and beer. You feel me? You gonna have like I, I remember one time I was um I was flying out somewhere 
And this lady was literally like an auntie to me. Like, you all right, baby? Like, you know, and it was just a natural thing for her. I remember I took um, my girl's daughter to the circus. And the soul circus, yeah, the soul circus or whatever. It was her first time, but I had a black lady that was there. She was literally my auntie the whole time I was there because she had some other kids with her, and she could obviously see that you know I had this. So she took the kids down, like in during the intermission, they can go down and see the animals. She, oh, I'm gonna take her with her. Like, I couldn't say no, you know what I'm saying? Because and I love that, you know what I'm saying, that we can do these things versus not, you know, we got some white people that's like, oh, come here, Johnny, Mm-mm. you stay away from those, you know, those people, and I think that in order for you to... And that's not to, even just black people, they just stay away from everybody. Right, from <laughs> Even in their own race, they kind of be, they they stick up for each other. Yeah, but no, nah, particularly yeah. about, you know what I'm saying, who they letting them go around. I will say, too, though, if you are... If you're a black person and you're you aren't willing to um, broaden your horizon, then it's gonna be very hard for you to date outside of your race. You should probably just stick with black people because when dating other races and you're experiencing different cultures, you have to have a really open mind. And I can honestly say that you know I am one of those. I'm one of those people. I like experiencing different cultures now. As much as I love being black, um, I do like to at least experience other cultures. I mean, coming back from Dominican Republic, I feel a little bit different about that. You don't want to experience the Dominican <laughs> culture no more. <laughs> I feel a little different about that. Like, literally, I just found out this week that I'm finally over this whole E. coli thing. Thank God. He had um, that poop in his head. Yo. <laughs> that shit been wearing me out. Yeah, I just think it's important to know the culture, embrace the culture, and learn it. You know what I'm saying, and don't and teach it and teach it. Don't be ignorant out in these streets and just saying. Once so you a white saying. person that's up on game, get your other white friends up on you game. Really? If you a black person that's constantly around white people, let them know what's really going on in your world, and don't be offensive with it all the time. You know, but just try to get in their world to let them know what's going on in your world. And nine times out of ten, you can feel somebody's vibe if they're yeah. willing to. Like the little clip we watched, dude was really not willing to try to figure yeah, stuff out. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, we got to stop. Niggas can be niggas sometimes. Too. Yeah, like, we can be a little harsh. Yeah. <laughs> Black people can take it there. You know what I'm saying? Um, so we just got to learn to really kind of, you know, look at our surroundings and just kind of see what's up. But... That's pretty much, I think that covers this whole, you know, no offense to white people. I love white people. We love white people. Um, we love you guys. Come here, guys. I don't always like going to the club, to black. Like, I like going to white Travis, bars and stuff. You know when, what I'm saying? Um, when I, one of the first times I hung out with y'all, when I came home from college, we went to Mama's Primetime. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And some white guy was trying to, like, tongue kiss me in there. Like- no, no, literally, y'all. So, I went to Coastal Carolina, predominantly white school. So, you know, you're a freshman. You, it's a party going on. So, I go to this white party. I walk in, and this white girl just started, you know, they call it making, making out. out. <laughs> She's trying to, like, girl, if you don't get... Get the fuck out of my face, Bailey. <laughs> like, girl, if you don't back up, first of all, I don't do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, no. And she looked at me like, nigga, we in college. Like, this is what We're we do. Like, Yo, you don't get out of my... Because you get a blowjob right after that. 
I would have went for the blowjob, but the making out. <laughs> Wait, now, hey, you put your mouth on the thing, but what you gonna do is put your mouth on mine. We just sad that nigga say that. Yeah. Like, oh, you, oh, you let her kiss your dick, but you won't kiss. No, I won't. <laughs> but Period. she could have did that blowjob, though. But, okay, real quick, we finna have to get into our Instagram questions because we done went on a little rant, little right. raid up in this mug. <laughs> but, um, Travis, what was your question? So, the questions for the week on IG. First of all, thank y'all for responding. Thank everybody for participating. Continue to do it. We got some stuff coming up. Um, Mo mentioned that I would mention these later, but they still kind of coming together. In the uh, but if y'all, I'll just say this. If you continue to participate, then we're going to start just kind of giving away some things uh, to appreciate y'all for participating because y'all don't have to. Um, but y'all also give us stuff to talk about. Um, and you give people an opportunity to see different perspectives of things. Um, so I asked two questions on IG this week. My first question was, <laughs> Mo had me rolling off this one, y'all, because she hit me up on the side like, what? So the first question was, is it okay to exchange social media, IG, Facebook, any of that stuff, poolside. If you're in a relationship, if you're trying to network, no, 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 no. Let's not. Uh, uh, uh. Let's deal with what we got right here. Poolside, is it okay? Oh, you were saying it if if you're trying to network. I get it, but we still. I'm no, no, with, that wasn't my answer. But if you're in a relationship, the only reason that you should be exchanging okay, if you're trying to network is if you're trying to network. But I, I'm thinking but pool I don't side. think poolside is a great place to network just because both of y'all are naked. Exactly. It, it that's what really got it with that question right there. It's the pool side. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh-uh. I don't need no niggas all in my girl face. They should know you wouldn't disrespect them. Anything you have your phone out and exchanging has to be business when your partner is in the vicinity. Like, at least it's good intentions on your end or you trying to gain. I'm trying to gain by having somebody that I feel like could add value into my life, potentially our life, on my show. I feel like when... I feel like it boils down to the motives. You know what I'm saying? And that's basically what you're saying. But uh, people's motives can be different. Absolutely. You like, might not know. Uh, some of the responses <laughs> some of the responses were, hmm, no, it's the poolside part of it. I'm with you, sis. I'm with you on that. And a lot of people said, no, I'm going to just read some of the ones that were just worth saying. Most people said no or yes. Um, but yeah, it's not your number unless you are attracted to said person. I'm with you on that. Someone else said it is okay, but where's the trust? Once this topic is brought up, I think that's a sign of trust issue. Mm. I agree. I do. Because I didn't hear nothing about it after I did it. I agree. I, I think I definitely think it's a sign of trust issues, um, and it do, it boils down to if you trust your partner or not. So that was that question of the week. Shout out to everybody that responded. My second question actually was. <laughs> actually was kind of thought of because of the first one most females feel like they have to be polite so the, the second question was why are females so compelled to be polite now the word compelled really kind of you know changed the game of the question because that's pretty serious. well we're just compelled more we're just more caring and soft-hearted and we think twice about how how we make people feel because we know it's a lot of times, especially men, say and do stuff and don't think about how we feel at all. 
And we don't want to put that same energy in the air all the time. So it's like, well, even now I have a friend that just texts me, well, I want to say this to a guy, but how do I say it in a nice way? We think about that kind of stuff. We don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Now, I ain't going to say it's some savages out here. Oh, it is. How she only 21, but she a savage. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. One of the savages actually responded, and they said, compelled. (laughs) Treat people how they treat you, you know what I'm saying? Male or female. Hey, I can agree with that, you know what I'm saying? Some of the other answers were, um, because we get labeled bitchy if we don't, we get told to smile by strangers, which I agree with. They may not even know what you got going on, and they're like, oh, you should smile, you know what I'm saying? All right, so I had a question as well. And it was, when is it appropriate to post pictures of your significant other? Boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, whatever. Talking to whatever. So I had some people to say, when ain't neither one of y'all got shit to hide and y'all on the same page. Other people said, on the honeymoon, bitch. (laughs) I feel that. Somebody said, whenever you want. Whenever you want. If that's your dude or your girl, why wouldn't you let the world know? Um, other people said when you're married and marry only, um, what I have noticed about some of the people who have answered, especially the ones who say, wait till you're married, them folks have been hurt. That makes sense. And that's how I, mean, I was about. These are two good friends of mine that both said Mary. One I know has been divorced. So and and she does she she's in a serious relationship now. She doesn't really post him like his face. But she'll post like his hand on her leg or, you know, like, you know, you're seeing this same brown silhouette right. all the time. But you don't know exactly but who you it might, is. But you can't, you can't point him out in the streets. And I kind of like that kind of no face, yeah. no case thing because you're still letting the world know that you're spoken for. Right. But it's just kind of. And I think that's, that's important in a relationship. Um, if a lot of my friends and people who know me. When I first got in my relationship, uh, nobody knew that I had been dating this girl for the time period that we did. We literally just came up on a year that we started dating, and I didn't post her. And my reason for that was we had a an agreement. It was a mutual thing that we decided that we just... If, if it feels right, then we will. You know, it wasn't anything forced. Um, I could have waited a little bit longer, but, you know, it is what it is. I feel like you got to make sure they're going to be around because... I used to do a lot of posting with my ex and that shit ain't last. And it's like you got to go and backtrack to everybody and then they start basing your next relationship off your last relationship. And people just don't seem to forget things. Like, And people don't like to move on. You still got your friends following your exes and stuff and you got to get on Instagram and see that they're liking your exes post and doing all of that it's just like yo let that shit go you know what I'm saying so and another thing I want to say about that is it's a huge difference to me with posting on my timeline, like on my timeline, the and posting in the story, on, in story. See me, a story twenty four hours. It's gonna go yeah, ahead and go. Story twenty four hours. I'll post a guy and not care, and I'll post a guy on my story because I post everyone on my story. I post my homeboys. Yeah. I post my friends. I post my cousins. I post my family. All of that is on my story. So you really would have to pay attention to who you're regularly yeah, seeing on my exactly. story to even know. But if a person all into your business like that, then, then y'all doing a lot. They trying to fight me. Yeah, they doing a lot. <laughs> or take my nigga. And I... I, I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, 
you taking niggas out here. <laughs> yeah, and that's the only bitches I follow that story <laughs> real close. Like, what the hell are they doing? Screenshot, send it to my friends. Refer to one of the other episodes. <laughs> we talked about that. But nah, I think I I think that makes sense because if you think about what it's I like watching people's IGs. Yeah, that actually have stories and stuff going on though. When you got people who like I remember on Snapchat, most people used to just post singing in the car and doing that or posting like a pic, like post stuff that, you know, that you tell a story about your life, you know what I'm saying? But um, I'm the same way. I post it on my story, but when it comes to my actual timeline, I feel like my timeline is about me. The story is the story of yeah, my life. Yeah, because I only post me on my timeline. Like, my mom even gets mad. She's like, if you post me on Mother's Day, I know you're going to take it down. Yeah. But I've realized it's marketing I you again, research. I post you again on your birthday. On your birthday? <laughs> but guess what? The same two weeks. <laughs> you're screwed. No, I'm with it. You coming but down. like marketing research is even when I post a picture with my homegirls. It don't get as much likes as just me. Right. People follow you to see you. Yeah, that's real. So give the people what they want. Uh, but I don't know about that though. Well, I waited a long time to actually. Well, I'll say with that post specifically, we was on horses. Was yeah, no, that was just a nice. It was a good story. Yeah. Yeah, I got a lot of likes, but yeah, you. Right. But if you just started, if you was just in the car and took a selfie with your girl, yeah. No, y'all had a beautiful picture of. In, in a beautiful country. Oh, thank you, Mo. Y'all are a beautiful couple, so of course, thank y'all you. y'all compliment each other, so y'all got them likes. Yeah, that don't work for everybody. I agree, though. I, <laughs> it don't work for me. I agree, I agree. I think uh, I just think a good time is when when you feel like it's natural. Um, one of the biggest things that we decided was we actually wanted to build a foundation with each other first before we started doing all this extra stuff, and it works. And we have a lot of mutual relationships in this industry she's a part of the uh, music industry i am and it's just people you don't want to get messy yeah people want to be all in your business so whenever you feel like it's a good time to post them post them um do your thing man we grown sounds good well y'all we're kind of gone kind of going over on our time a little yeah, bit yeah it's been such a great topic i feel like me and trav have only been talking to y'all for like five minutes and it's been a whole hour yeah definitely been an hour more. so shout out to everybody for tuning in again uh she said in the beginning so we're gonna get into all of that thank y'all just continue to follow us um and you can follow mo at mo underscore towns and one more thing before i get out of here i want to tell y'all i just received my wicked pleasure candle oh yeah i was gonna say that so mo just showed me that man what's the, what's your friend name andy andy yo this is super dope i'm definitely gonna order some from you um the whole packaging it was all just dope it was uh, beautiful smell. Uh, I gotta get some. So yeah, y'all maybe, go maybe. if y'all gotta support. All we've been talking about is supporting Black people this whole show, and I have got a product here, Wicked Pleasure candles that smell better than Bath and Body Works. Yeah, them don't really smell too good though, for real. Like I wasn't trying to, like I didn't like second guess it. I just didn't know what was up when you come down to new products and Black people. Sometimes it ain't always, but. When Mo showed me this just now, the packaging the packaging was was dope. The candle smelled amazing. Uh, so yeah, you'll be getting an order from me soon. Yeah, so her stuff will be in the bio as well. Like I said, I'm Mo underscore Towns M O underscore T O W N S, and I got my boy with me. Try busy, try busy. He gets lame sometimes. Y'all. That's okay. <laughs> 
Y'all pay up no attention. Follow me at I underscore motive M O T I V underscore the number eight, and you can follow the podcast at Let's Motivate T L. That's L E T S M O T I V A T L. Man, and Shout if y'all, y'all. want to win some money, keep tuning in. That's all keep I gotta say. We might have some coins hey. for y'all coming real soon. Peace. <laughs>